It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right. Welcome back to the podcast. We're going to welcome back my good friend, Coach John Arnett, now the offensive coordinator at Pampa High School in Texas, and join his snow day in Texas. Coach, how's it going? Miss talking to you. Uh, I'm ready to run yeah, through a Coach, brick wall. I, I appreciate, uh, you know, having me back on. I've always enjoyed doing these. Uh, it's been going great. You know, I love love the community of Pampa. We're, as they say around here, I'm harvester good, Coach. Uh, you always love, like, in kind of more rural areas, how there's, like, specific mascots. You ever notice that? You yeah. Know? You know, in Houston, everything was all – Eagles, Bulldogs, mm-hmm. uh, you know, your 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 run of the mill ones. And then you get up here and in our district we have the the Dumas Demons, the uh Herford White Faces, which is not <laughs> as bad as it sounds. Herford's a type of cattle, so um I'm sure they catch some flack over that. Uh then you have uh us, the the Pampa Harvesters, and then the uh, the uh, Canyon schools that are the Eagles and Raiders, so they're not too far off. But the other three are wild, you know. Yeah, when I was in high school, there was a school that in our conference and my high in my conference in high school, they were called the Hoopston Corn Jerkers. So that was oh. that was their mascot. It's a corn guy with eyes and arms, like the Corn Jerkers. And I thought wow. that was wild. That's, that's that's unfortunate for some of those kids. That, that's something you don't live down sometimes. <laughs> but I tell everybody that and they think I'm lying. They got go, They go to Google and they're like, "Is it true?" I'm like, "It's true." Um, Thad yeah. Mata, the head coach at, uh, for uh, Ohio State basketball for a long time, he's right. from there, so he has a oh, big. Wow. He's a he has a big rock outside with his name on it. Um, they don't blame me about that. There's another good one. The Fisher Bunnies around here. They're called the Bunnies. Nice. Nice. Hugh, Hugh Hefner been there before he passed away. He visited because of the bunnies. Really? Um, yeah. There's there's crazy ones. Uh, oh but, yeah. There's you got the Quero gobblers down here in Texas. Oh. Uh, there's there's gobblers, New Bronzeville's the unicorns. For sure. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, that's a different one. Um, there's blizzards. Uh, there's a lot of the rice birds. You have the rice birds down mm. El Campo and stuff like that. There's 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 fun. I think that's kind of a neat deal about, uh, I think you can, I think that's the, I want to rephrase it. 
that's the way you can tell if a school's been around for a while or not. Mm -hmm. You know, the newer ones are going to be, you know, the 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 recycled kind of the, the ones with some tradition and stuff seem to, uh, you know, have the original. You know, it's kind of neat. I don't know the full story, but you know, mascots, how that kind of originated and stuff. Uh, it's pretty interesting. So yeah, because my high school was the Comets, and I thought that was like, eh. Then then I found out about. Hoops and corn jerkers, and I was like, "We're not too bad." The comments are pretty yeah, good. no, everybody's better than that. No offense to any of the <laughs> corn jerkers that may listen out there. Sure, it's mighty uh, mascot. Oh, well, that mascot's a sight to see. I tell people if they ever around to go check it out at a football game. There, you know, it's it's quite the quite the show. Um, but. Uh, this season, you were the offensive coordinator. Uh, you, yes, sir. You were the run game, then got promoted, I guess, or demoted. I don't know how you want to look at it to some people. <laughs> no, all right. Um, became the offensive coordinator. So was there, like, any changes or, like, any like anything you were like, I'm going to change? Like, was there changes? Or, like, since I was in the run game, there's not huge amounts of change to make? You know, I, I got it at a point that was about April. So... It was a little late, and, and I did make some changes, uh, but we didn't. We we more uh, just kind of streamlined things, uh, made sure we found what, what our kids could do to go for that. I know it was a great learning experience. Um, one of the first times that I've been able to be a true offensive coordinator, the, 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 the you know, all of the, the responsibilities and duties that go with that title fell on me, which was, which was really great, you know, because the more that you uh, – you see and know that your choices make a direct uh, impact immediately. Mm -hmm. You know it means a lot to a lot more to you, and and uh, you know the gains, the highs were higher, the lows were lower. Um, but I want all that smoke. You know, I, I'm at a position that that's where I want to be. You know, I want to be a coordinator or higher, and and so uh, I I embraced it. I was lucky. We have a great head coach, uh, Cody Robinson, did a great job. Uh, trust me, let me do my thing. And, uh, you know, really, really loved it. You know, we, I'm an offensive line guy. And like you said, mm -hmm. I have run game experience and stuff is my, my forte. And, and so like, you know, I think when you're going to run an offense, you can do two, one of two things. You can either base out of the pass and then supplement with a run or base out of the run supplement with a pass, you know? And, mm -hmm. and so, uh, we were able to base out of the run, uh, be pretty successful with that. We had a nice surprise had a freshman, uh, Maxwell Neff, that, that ran for over 2,000 yards. So wow. that was a great, 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 uh, you know, surprise. And and we knew that we would be fairly good up front. Like we had uh, four returners up front on the O-line that were legitimate players. Um, those uh, There was four. Those four guys got all district. Uh, uh, and and then we, we had a fifth position that kind of rotated but had also had experience from last year. Luckily, I have him coming back uh, uh, next year, so I at least got one. That was the the bad part and the double-edged sword of having four starters that return and four senior mm -hmm. offensive linemen is great is that you don't have them the year after. So Right. Um, you got to keep coaching O-line, though, be an OC and still stick yes. with it? Yep. You know, a lot, a lot harder. Uh, my hands are a lot more cookie jars now, so it's like, uh, you know, I, I, I'm an O-line coach through and through. I think I've said it on here before. Um, you know, my epitaph is going to say he was an O-lineman, you know, <laughs> offensive lineman. That's my deal. Uh, it it kind of sucked uh, not being able to be around my guys as much as I wanted and 
but now I just got more guys. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So that was nice, but it was definitely a, a learning curve. I'm real lucky. I have uh, assistant offensive line coach Reed Bradley did a great job uh, and and was there, and he coached also tight ends. So at times that I needed to be um, down at seven on seven or 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 um, passing game stuff, he was able to take over. Had full confidence in him, so that was nice. Um, but it was different, and, and it's just part of it, you know. Um, again, I think it, it benefits. I think, you know, your two best style offense coordinators, I mean, and there's nobody has to fit this mold. You know, your quarterbacks know the passing game mm-hmm. and know the whole field so well that they make good uh, coordinators. And I think offensive linemen do also because they have, you know, they're the closest to the ball and they start there. You know, um, a lot of the my efforts have been learning the back half now because first part of my career, I uh, I dedicated so much to just understanding the box and run games. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I was 23, I became an OC, and we had no quarterback coach. So I said, well, I'm the offense coordinator. I should be the quarterback coach, have somebody else do O-line. Did it for that year, and I was like, okay, this is different, you know, blah, blah. Then the right. second year, I got bored. I said, oh, what are we going to do for drills? Oh, run over a bag and throw the football? That's fun. So I kept looking down at the old line. I'm like, maybe I should just put my foot down and say, you're doing quarterbacks, and I go back down there. Right, right. It was the same thing. Like, oh, what are we going to do, throw the football? That sounds boring. Uh, right, right. Throw it in a bucket. Like, oh, that that's stupid. Can we just hit each other? Can we just yeah, do this? pushing or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah, because I had four or five quarterbacks when you went from, like, senior to fresh or sophomore. So I was like, can we just, like, go one-on-one and see what happens? And the head coach was like, no, they'll get hurt. I was like, okay, can't do that. It's okay. Um, but, no, that's good. I'm glad you became an OC. I was very happy that that, that happened for you. Um, I may never go back being an OC at 23 years old and getting your butt kicked when you're 23 years old because you think you know right. everything. There's, then, a, there's a lot more to it than most 23-year-olds would uh, realize. I know that. Mm-hmm. You know? The game planning, the understanding everything, and then – Falling into the trap of, uh, well, I like this, so I'm going to add to it because we kind of have something similar, but I can add this to that. Um, or I like what somebody did against us. I'm going to tr- do the same thing. Then you walk out there on a Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, trying to bad plans there, yeah. Oh, I did that when I was 23, yeah. and then you're like, oh, RPO, it's so easy, and, like, we should <laughs> practice it. And uh, inside zone is so easy. Like, we should just right. do it. And, it, yeah, I learned a lot. And then now just being the run game O-line guy, I'm like, this is my life right here. Like, right, right, right. If it happens again, ha- yeah, if it happens again, it happens again. But, like, it's okay if it doesn't. Right. Um, because I think when we talked before you being the run game guy, you said you had to make sure it's almost like science or geometry of, like, how things inter- like fit with each other in the offense. Yeah. That's what that's why right. I was asking, like, was there a big shift from it because you you uh, you had all of that, but now you get sure. to do it. And, and I think and I think I understand your question. I, I may answer it a little differently now, but um, you know, to me, uh, because we based out of the run, I think you've got to look at what you're going to major at first. You know, I think if you're looking at that whole picture, and as the OC, any OCs out there that are, um, you know, just starting out and stuff. You know, find the one thing you want to major in. What are you going to be really good at? You know, for us, it was the zone play. Well, I'm going to build everything around that, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to and, – and, and what I mean by that is off of my top run schemes, 
I believe you you really need to have a play action pass off of that or a play action protection with your routes off of it mm-hmm. and a screen off of it. Because if you're running the ball close, you know, from what I understand, defenses, a lot of them get around 70%. Now they start calling it a tendency. Well, if you're going to base out the run, you're going to be around 60, 60. I think we were around 60, 65% this past year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, you've got to be able to take an advantage, especially outside linebackers, uh, safeties, and even inside linebackers. If they're going to be aggressive, getting them to, you know, suck up. And so having screens off the run game, and having play actions is huge. You you really got to look at all that, mm-hmm. and then supplementing it uh, with a passing game that efficiently attacks the whole field. Mm-hmm. You know, I I'm real big. I don't know if I said last time here. Um, I think that you essentially got uh, about 15 different zones on a football field. You know, you can attack the A gap, you can attack the C gap. You can attack the D gap, which I'm differentiating C and D as in either off tackle or true, like like an outside zone where I'm trying mm-hmm. to get hash numbers, uh, sideline, and then your nows, which is my quick, you know, screen, quick screen, uh, quick passes right there on the first level. Uh, second level, you got your hook curl flat area, and then in the back, you know, really is the middle field cover uncovered, so you got thirds, you know. Mm-hmm. So like taking a look at your uh, and what we do during this time of the year is we draw up all of our plays where they attack on the field um, and then start looking at, okay, where were we efficient last year? Where weren't we? Writing that on there to see if, um, you know, there's areas of the field that we should change how we're attacking it mm-hmm. that maybe, you know, something can fit us better. And, you know, just uh, I like to address um, – necessities and deficiencies. What do I need to do? What do I need to be better at? And so attacking that whole field, and and we do the same with our run games, uh, making sure we attack A, C, and D, um, and doing it in a manner. Another thing that that does is it'll allow you to uh, see, sometimes you have a lot of redundancy in areas. Mm -hmm. You may have uh, six schemes that attack an area, which sometimes you can't help because some of the passing games are going to attack multiple levels. Right. But you need, it, it allows you to take a look at it by drawing it all up there on the field uh, to make sure because, you know, at the high school level, our, uh, you know, time is, is so valuable and, and each scheme is, is cost a lot. So you got to make sure, you know, your, your cost uh, ratio is all, is all balanced. So. Right. Uh, now, I'm going to kind of shift a little bit because I told you we're going to talk pass protection. That's kind of why I want to shift to. Oh, yeah. Because I dealt with injuries this year. I had some small offensive linemen. Everybody up here in my conference runs a 3-3 stack for some reason. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why. So we did struggle because with – Iowa State probably, locally. Probably. You know, the, probably. Iowa State has kind of made that 3-3 kind of stack. It's not a true 3-3 stack, but they make kind of that 3-3 you know, popular in the past couple – years i guess i guess i hate i love it and hate it at the same time i love it because i'm like we can just run up the middle but then if you don't handle the nose or that backer it's, right you have then issues you don't know who's got what gap responsibility that's this if they're being effective they're trying to make you guess where their fourth rusher is mm-hmm. and then trying to make you guess who's got what gap responsibility you know because in in offensive line play 
the more that I can make sure offensive linemen understand which gap they're responsible on each team makes things a lot easier. I'm, I'm big on teaching pass and run like that. So when you teach pass, like where do you start then? Like when you get into pass protection for you guys, so you're going into summer or, or August, what's the first thing that they're doing to like understand as a technique or like where they're going? Oh, you got to start with technique, you know, make no mistake. Um, pass protection for an offensive lineman is one of the most difficult things they can do from an, from an athletic standpoint. Mm -hmm. Um, very similar in a lot of aspects to like defense and basketball main. I mean, the same thing, like getting sacked a lot of times is like getting crossed up. It mm -hmm. really is, you know, so I've got to maintain a good base. I've got to be able to not click my heels when I'm changing direction, driving off my backside. So I start with technique, you know, and I start with, you know, from the ground up. If I'm, if it's day one with linemen and meetings or whatever, we're going to talk about how triangles are, are one of the strongest shapes in nature. You know, I always want my knees outside my hips, ankles outside my knees. Now I don't want to be a starfish. I don't want to be all out <laughs> here, but I've got to have it a little bit wider because it's a strong, um, very strong shape. You know, whichever side they're on, like if they play on the left side, I want their left foot back. If they're on the right side, I want the right foot back because of pass, uh, pass protection, because um, you cannot give the inside rush up. You want to make sure that hard hip is going to be up there on the inside and that, that my soft hip is going to be on the back. Um, getting in the stance. We try to keep our stances as similar as possible, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, uh, uh, you know, I teach kind of a kickstand method where that backside foot kind of slightly turn that toe out. I want to squeeze my that knee in, make sure my knee doesn't flare out. You know, a lot of guys, when you're looking at your offensive lineman, if their knee is going outside their ankle, they're probably not very good. You always want to tell them that to adduct that knee and, and squeeze that knee in once they get out there, you know. Right. Um, you know, weight on the hand can really depend on the athlete, but, you know, just like runs, you, you don't want any less than, you know, 60, 40, 70, 30, they should be able to come off. But if they have too much weight on their hand, you'll notice the first thing they have to do is push themselves off the ground. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the main things is that they understand that, um, you know, a lot of the things I teach on the, the kick slide or the traditional technique is is more from the the that old school or i guess it's not that old but the, the, the charles bentley book that talks about drive catch and stuff like that mm -hmm. um big on that making sure you know and i use a lot of physics and stuff because uh, i'm a nerd and, and and i think science explains all this stuff so like if i'm on the left side my left foot's back and i'm setting at a 45 degree generic you know regular you know, one kick, a kick, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. I want to think about driving the world away in the opposite direction. So I'm trying to get where I'm in the camera. Yeah. So if I'm going, my hands are, the, are my technique. If I'm going this way, I want to tell kids, I want to drive the world away that way. Okay. Cause it's, it's action reaction. Newton's third law, you know, mm -hmm. For me to go that way, same thing even in off-season right now. When you're trying to teach kids how to run, if I want to run fast that way, i got to push the world away that way. Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. an important thing. And, and, and so we will drive catch towards the side 
that uh, were going. So if I'm on the left side, I would always kick, slide, drive, catch, whatever you want to call it that way. And if I'm going inside, I call it a post set, which is like a jab in boxing. On a drive off that backside foot, I have a hard inside hip, and I want to strike whenever I can on that. You right. know, um, those are the basis. Like when we're on air, I'm talking about that, talking about my elbows tight. I want to squeeze my elbows to my body, take away the uh, take away my chest as much as possible, and I want to have hands. I tell them the Wu Tang W right there. <laughs> I want to have a Wu Tang W. I can get a little wider, but with a generic deal to try to keep them. Because like when you look NFL and college, they're into independent hand. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find my camera here. Yeah, yeah. independent hand. I'm gonna have one high, one low, which is 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 the the best technique. But when you, you're teaching a bunch of freshmen and sophomores, you want to start where they're here because they want to bear hug people, mm-hmm. you know? So elbows tight, I'm independent hands, and when I strike, I stab. I want to punch through it, not to it, mm-hmm. you know? So we want to stab. We want to think about stabbing people with those hands. And when we punch, the you know, and a lot of guys, and you know this, you coach O-line, big mistake is I want to throw my head, which now creates the pull, so I want to think about pushing my head out mm-hmm. of it, elbows tight, pushing my head out of it, and my hips slightly go forward, hips slightly forward. You know, right. those are the first things I'm telling them. I'm making sure my centers and guards understand that they've got to set the depth of the pocket so they they can't come off the ball like a tackle has. The, the tackle set the integrity of the pocket. You know, just like on the pa- uh, pockets of your, your jeans right there, the tackles would be the side stitches, and then your mm-hmm. centers and guards would be that bottom part right there. Okay. Center's got a lot different technique than the other ones where I was talking about kick slide with guard and tackles. You know, they've got a 90, okay? And 90 is going to be straight out from my nose, middle of my chest, straight out from my shoulder, whichever side I'm on. So, like, I want to get defenders. I want to keep – the inside half of that defender's body on my outside half, or I say a lot of times, keep them in a 90. The centers, on the other hand, have a true 180. They cannot kick slide. Mm-hmm. Okay. They've also, they're also in front of the other guys, mm-hmm. you know, and we maximize on most things. We want to maximize the, uh, the distance off the line of scrimmage that we are. Uh, we're telling guards to set your helmet on the bottom of the center's number mm-hmm. which is going to be to make sure it keeps you in a pretty good place of breaking the the hip of the center mm-hmm. tackles are setting their helmets on the guards helmets because you can have a lot taller tackle so you don't want to put say feet on feet say helmets on helmets and set them so the center he needs to go like one two backwards usually i tell him whichever way that he's kind of you know looking probably go that way or where he can give up the softest hip first, mm-hmm. but it's a one-two because um, along with creating space horizontally, uh, it's it's sometimes neglected how important vertical space is because mm-hmm. there could be, you know, after the initial sets, there could be a, a yard of uh, vertical uh, space between center and guards if that center is not trying to get back on level with them, right. you know? Those are the basis. That that's the base technique. I I'm sure I left some things out, and I could get a little bit more specific. Whereas I, I start leaning whichever way. Like if I'm kicking kicking to my left, I want to lean in. 
I want to lean in and I kind of keep that body, uh, making sure uh, my weight and my hips are always inside my feet. You know, I can't, once my hip gets outside my feet, then that's when I get off balance. That's when they're going to club and rip. Same thing like running a pro agility, you know, and I tell kids, if I was to cut like a, a true, like 90 degree cut, something like that, I want to think about if I was on ice. For me to not slip, I've got to keep those hips inside my feet where I would just keep sliding. Mm -hmm. If my hips get outside my feet, now my center of gravity is outside my feet. I it, it, Now it's not impossible, but you got to be a dang good athlete to to recoup from that area. You know? Right. Yeah, because when I got to this school, they never really kick slide before, and they literally would kick. Were they hot setting? Were they doing the yeah. vertical sets? Yeah. Yeah. Because I, our head coach was the old line coach, but he'll be the first one to say that he's not an old line coach. He played linebacker in college. He was just kind of put there. They never had like a true old line coach in there that had done anything, and so it was really hard to kind of say like, no, you can push off that inside leg to get where you need to go. But they want to take that leg and like make that take them where they, they need to. Drop it first. Yeah, yeah, they they want to like whip it. You know, they're they're trying to whip right. it to get there because I have sets are tough. You know, and, and I I'm, I worked with a guy when I was at Hallsville, I worked with a guy named Scott Highsmith. Scott Highsmith worked at Kentucky under um, Mummy. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, you know, which that's where the hot set comes from. Uh, How Mummy and, and Leach and them and that mm -hmm. whole tree. Uh, and, and he said where it originated was while they were there at Kentucky, they couldn't compete or match the speed of those, what is it, the ACC, right? I'm, I'm looking like an idiot, Kentucky ACC or? Oh, the SEC. SEC, that's, yep. I knew that too. I, I just, I, you don't hear about them much anymore. So I was like, surely that's not the SEC. But yeah, yeah, they couldn't compete with the SEC right there on speed. So they found they would rather run on air, make the defender run on air longer. So there is some merit to that. It's not my bag. And I think you have to be a really good athlete to to perform it correctly. Mm -hmm. um, but I thought that was kind of a neat story about where that came about. I don't know how many people have heard that. Or... Yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, see, you teach me something every time. Every time. And I try, you know. more you know, the more you grow. Yeah, and I'll sleep on it. I'll remember it tomorrow. I'll be like, hey, guys, guess what I learned tomorrow, where this came from. Here we go. I, and I'll tell my head coach. Quote, quote of the day on your school board there or something. Well, I'll tell the head coach, like, hey, you weren't just not knowing what you were doing. You were just doing what they That's were it. doing. See? That's like, it. It's okay. Yeah, no, they, they did that, and I'm like, no, 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 we're going to do this. But it was – I'm dealing with a small offensive line group. Right. Like, my offensive line starters were probably all under six foot, like six foot, six one. They were not big kids. They were – so I think they're used to being fast. So they're like, if I flip this, yeah. I'm going to be fast because I'm 180 or 200 pounds or 220 pounds, and I can get there. Right. Um. The only one that kind of explained that to was the center, like you said. I'm like, hey, we deal with a lot of 3-3, three, three, so you're just literally like stepping back and your hands are here and don't get yep. driven back. That is your job. Do not get driven back. Um, but we we didn't really pocket last year. We did this year. All of our stuff last year was slide protection. Mm -hmm. and like a full slide? It was half slide. I tried to come in. Okay. I tried to come in this year with a full slide this year, and it didn't go through. 
the type of pass pros, like I, I kind of wrote down, and, and and these are the ones that I'm most familiar with, and I, I think it pretty much sums it up. Uh, you can do a man slide, which is what you're calling half slide, mm-hmm. a full slide, a true man, a sprint out. You can run your play actions off of, uh, you know, whatever your run schemes are. And then if you want to count your your screens, you have that also. Mm-hmm. You know, that those are the protections that we do. And I think that kind of covers all your bases on things. And and if you got questions on when I think which protections to use, and I can go through any of those. But, but that's uh, kind of where I believe, at least at the high school level, uh, keeping it there. And, and adjusting with some calls and stuff is is been the best for me. And I know a lot of people end up with a lot of families and and can end up with a lot of different protections depending on who's working with who. But I, I try to make things simple as possible. Yeah. Uh, so for us, our half man was three man, and then our other slide was four man. We'd always lock the backside tackle. Um, when would you call a slide protection like that if you did that? So that's our number one, and, and I can show you a clip of that here in a second. Our number one protection is a man slide. Okay. So to the call side, so to the call <laughs> side, whatever you want to call it, boy and girl, or, or I guess you can't really say that anymore. That, that, those don't uh, exist anymore. But You can't in uh, Texas. You can't in Texas. Yeah, yeah sometimes. <laughs> uh, uh, but, you know, um, you know, whatever you want to call it, it's, it's called it, you know, Pampa and Bears, because this, mm-hmm. uh, this is what behind us, you mm-hmm. know, Pampa to the to the right side, Pampa being the right side, Bears being the left side or whatever. Um, my man side is going to be set up, and their rules are this. Uh, play side guard has the number one uh, defender on the line of scrimmage. And I say that more than D linemen, because what happens is, I've, and when I was younger coach, linebackers, safety, somebody walks up on the line and you've told them, hey, you have the number one down lineman and they don't look at him. So I make sure I say number one defender on the line of scrimmage. Okay. You know? mm-hmm. So he's setting to the number one lineman on, on uh, number one defender on the line of scrimmage. Play side tackle is setting to the number two defender on the line of scrimmage. Centers, and again, they're, they're like blade. They're the day walker. <laughs> they got to go between each, each world. I tell them zero to backside a gap. Okay? okay. So they had to understand because you could end up with like some kind of solid front, like a one, three, five, something like that, mm-hmm. that he now has to call that zero. You know what I'm saying? Is right. that Because there's little situations. He has to also understand that if somebody starts backside A and crosses face, it doesn't necessarily mean that that guard knows it. So he now has to go to a man protection. So now he goes to the zero side. Okay. Okay. So the center, like I said, zero to backside A, backside guards, backside B, backside tackles, backside C. You know, if I was going to add a, a tight end to the play side, then he would now be number three down lineman. Mm-hmm. If he was going to be backside or an H backside, it would now be D gap. And really that just means the tackle would not have to worry about kick calls. So we would have like a a slightly different um, name for that protection to let him know that I don't have to take what's out in the pasture out there that I can stay responsible for C gap right there. So uh, would you like to see some clips of it? Sure. 
It has to enable the shit. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, because ours was like married, unmarried, if that makes sense. So like, yep. if you slid that way and the left, back, the left tackle, let's say we're going to the right, left tackle, left guard, if they were covered, they were married, they stood there. If they weren't, they slid with them. They would go with them all right. the time. That's which my, is still a man. That, that's being married is, is a man, which past pro is, you know, like finding a good woman once, you know, once you got her, <laughs> don't let her go now. So I can understand that. Well, that was the best way to do it. Anytime they were married, I would start clapping. Congratulations, you're married. You get to stay there. And like the rest of them are single. They're out there looking for somebody because I was always gap. Right. I always told them who's showing up in the gap first. Like we have gap protection. Because I had, again, I'm dealing with guys I never played O-line before, and I for have sure, to like. For sure. Another thing that people can do that's really easy, I, and I get real analytical, and I can't, I say I keep it simple, but I, I can be, I want to describe everything. You can also just tell the first uncovered to set away. Right. Yes. So, you know, like in a 3-3, my guard would be my first uncovered, so now they're part of the slide right there. Right. In a four down my guard isn't uncovered, so he has to stay on and everybody else can slide. Right, and then I try to make it where you're gap protected, but as soon as we slide, somebody's in your face, we better hook on and not let go. Like we can't right. pass it on because like you said, if somebody shows up and the center thinks the guard's gonna get him and he doesn't, um, then we struggle with footwork because they're kick sliding, but when we're all moving, like do they change their footwork? And that's another thing we've been dealing with is changing footwork. Right, right, right. Yeah, footwork's tough. You know, one of the things that's crazy about footwork, sometimes with older guys, it can be harder to fix, especially when you come into a school. Right. Because it's harder to um, break a habit, to, to change a technique, than to teach a technique. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's kind of an important deal. Um, this is not the best first clip because it's an empty deal. Um, when we go empty, because that's the deal with the man side, the, the last rule I would say is uh, my running back is going to be responsible for number one inside linebacker or number one linebacker to number two outside linebacker working inside out, mm -hmm. whichever side that he's dictated to go, which doesn't have to be the side he starts on. You know, that they, you can always go like a, a flash fake, let him cross mm -hmm. and take number one to two outside. Because right. he's got to be able to help there on your man's side. And that's, uh, you know, your defenses are going to be trying to attack that man's side because that's where a lot more things can go wrong. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the gap side, you should be should be technically sound, but, you know, it goes from there. Uh, let's see if we're going right or left here. Okay, it looks like it's a like our left. We'd be calling like the left side. I mean, the the right side right here is the man side because you can see the uh, right tackle coming down right here. Mm -hmm. Right, right guard is coming there. Now, it's also an important thing right here. If you're covered and you're part of the gap slide, don't just vacate. You never want to screw your neighbor. You know what I'm saying? You want to help that guard out. So I can leave a hard hip and a drag hand for him. And the center's technically reading that backside A gap. So with film study and stuff, probably we're going to say either I'm looking for the nose or the backer. If it was a weekly deal where they did like a long stick and brought him all the way down. But I think you tell them, and, and we're lucky enough, at least in Texas, to get meeting time. 
to where they need to get their eyes, you know? Right. So coming down right here, tackle, the left tackle shouldn't have dropped his inside foot. I think he had, I think he, he, he felt the guard and thought he had a little bit more protection there, but um, didn't quite have it. Able to get the ball off there. That's another empty. Let me get to one with the back so I can talk about the back also right here. All right. He goes back. We were just trying to, our, like I said, our running back is big time. So we kind of can go a lot of places. Um, oh, these aren't in order. This is our boot protection. Um, right. I'll get to it later. Or do you want me to go ahead and just talk about what it shows? Or? Sure. Yeah, keep going with it because boot game was kind of another thing where I said build the fence and we're running. And that's where we pass we, guys off. We run a naked boot, you know. We yeah. run a true naked boot because we run so much full zone. You know what I'm saying? Right. Whether it be inside or outside or wide or whatever. So, like, what we're trying to do is we're attacking one yard into the line of scrimmage, just like our run. We, we I tell them don't go past one, but we are low heads, and we are attacking, and, and instead of uh, reaching or anything like that, it's like we're bad at it. We just want to wash all first level. Mm -hmm. But on any play action, you want to make sure the offensive linemen understand they've got to be uh, Daniel Day-Lewis up there. They've got to be acting their butts off. They mm -hmm. cannot. The lower their hats are and the more aggressive they are, now we're going to get more, uh, especially out of the safeties and, and stuff, where they at least hesitate thinking it's run. Uh, as you can tell, and this is a, a loaded box formation right here. By the end of the year with a 2,000-yard running back, most safeties are playing pretty tight. Um, so we're running. The only guy that's got to be aware of really anything, as in what they're lined up in the backside tackle, needs to know if I have a man on me and a man outside of me, I need to take him because I can't let two come off the backside edge. Mm -hmm. uh, the second one can can get to the quarterback pretty easily. You know, right. uh, we, a lot of times we don't have to, if you got some kind of back in the backfield, he's coming back out of the split, uh, just like a split look, like mm -hmm. if you're running zone split, you want to tell him to be in front of the backside edge defender, not behind him, because just by going in front of him, now I'm making defenders run bubbles where my quarterback should be able to get outside. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. So, that's what we're looking at there. Um, boom, 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 boom. And we we had him getting out in the flats there from the backfield, and then we're sending the H up, uh, or, yeah, the tight end up the seam right there. And, and we'll talk about routes another day. We're just talking about the protection. But we should have been selling it. You can tell the right tackle, he determined he was real worried about this guy because you can see he doesn't chase down. Boom. The right mm -hmm. tackle there, 77. I'll go to the yeah. tight copy right here. If you look at 77, he must have thought that that guy was probably either going to cross face. He was treating it like a hard call, like I was saying, that a man on, man outside. Okay? But that, I love the naked boot. To me, compared to, like, older or the regular boot protections where I'm pulling at least one, maybe two guards, mm -hmm. every time I've pulled guards, I bring hats to the party. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, like, when I pull a guard, I've now tipped my hand. One of those linebackers sees it and, and doesn't understand that it's necessarily a play action anymore. 
or, or he knows it's a pass rather. So we want to, as much as possible, low hats drive down right there. We want to, we just want elephants on parades, all of them selling it out right there. Quarterback really wants to ride it. We want him, you know, this quarterback last year was great. Didn't play quarterback till his senior year. So were things. I would prefer him to get much more depth. Mm-hmm. You know, in my mind, the quarterback should be getting to 10 to 11 because he's got to get back downhill, mm-hmm. get his shoulders square so he can deliver a good ball right there. Um, but that's the basis of our naked boot protection. Uh, naked uh, boots and, and, then, and the concepts off of it were by far probably our most efficient and everything. I uh, opened up, and again, if I'm selling this right here, I know, or what I'm trying, I don't know nothing, but I'm trying to get this guy to step up, this guy over. So I'm thinking when I'm developing my routes and looking on what to throw off of it, I need to be able to attack curl flat area mm-hmm. and this deep third right there because I know that's where I'm going to be able to, to possibly get the most matchup. And then normally not – this was a specific situation. You can tell it's fourth down right here. Uh, normally we're going to have a guy coming across in a drag, right, mm-hmm. that's kind of cutting the grain on it and everything. So that's kind of our third outlet right there. But, you know, being aware on, on play action stuff of who you're going to influence should help you dictate what passes to throw with um, the protections. Right. Let's see what else we got. All sorts of fun stuff. This is still just our man slide right here. Looks like we're going to the left now. You can see they shifted into kind of a, a four down front right here. Mm-hmm. I would prefer the tackle not flip his hips like this or guard. Okay, we're heavy is what it is. So we were trying to get the tight end out right here. Tackle the, the left tackles over here. This is a uh, tight end uh, right here, like a, a, a heavy set where mm-hmm. we want to tackle over. Right. Guard, center, guard, tackle, uh, tackle right there. Um, I was And the guard's not used to going out there in that phone booth. I mean, he's used to being in the phone booth, not the field like the uh, tackles are. Prefer him not to flip his hips right here like this. But, you know, he does it. Center now definitely knows that he's got to take number one because of the tackle over set. And then we're rocking and rolling from there. Getting sneaky out there. Oh, trying to, you know. Trying to. You know, as an offensive corner, uh, coordinator, one of the things I believe is I've got to make a 16, 17, 18-year-old kid think. You know, I'm yep. not a big fan of the the common two-by-two, three-by-one, unless you're in a hurry-up and stuff, because they see that all the time now. Um, formationally, I want to be diverse. Um, I talked about it before. To me, that's geography. Mm-hmm. You know, I can learn where to line up a lot easier and I can learn what to do. And And when my schemes have rules that are consistent, then I can be okay, you know? Right. Well, I guess it sorted all of our motions first. Okay, man side going to the uh, the right would be the strong call right here. You can tell by the tackle. Again, I'd prefer him to, to post down right there a little bit better, okay? But you should see, boom, posting down. And you end up with, on, on a lot of man slides, whichever side you slide to, even on full slides, you're going to get angles like this, mm-hmm. you know? And, and and so, you know, thinking about it, and, and we tell we put a lot on the quarterback based on film study 
to call the protection um, wherever their tendencies say that they're bringing the extra guy from. So he knows where he's protected from, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but also, if you're trying to run some quick game and short stuff, I would be real aware that I may have a little bit of, of stuff in my face, you know. Right. And and we didn't really do any full slide this year. But if you were doing a full slide, you can get a real solid angle like this. And uh, I think full slides are good for quick game because I've attacked that line of scrimmage and I've really cleared up, you know, that that immediate area to that side. You know, if I was running the full side, a lot of times I'm going to want to throw away from the side I'm I'm sliding is what I'm trying to say on that, if that makes sense. Right. Because then would you have your running back just pick up the defensive end or just kind of let it? Yeah, he goes backside. If we were doing a full slide, like let's just say right here, if we were doing a full slide and we set this way, the side that's on is kick sliding. If I'm backside, I'm always posting right down like that, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't want to give up my my inside rush. I never want to drop that inside foot. So we step hard. We post down inside. The, the running back is going to take – and he's going to aim really about the crack of the tackle or whoever your in man is that's sliding, and he's taking backside, and we teach it by gap. So, again, I teach everything by gap. So, if I'm full slide, tackle has C, guard has B, center has A, backside guard has A, backside tackle has B, and then and your running back has the backside C right there. You know, and right. that's when you're doing any protection – You've got to look first that you are secure C-gap to C-gap. That allows, in theory, now, you know, how that works. Mm-hmm. In theory, if I go C-gap to C-gap on whatever protection I'm running, I can account for six rushers. If they're going to bring a seventh rusher and you know it, ideally, if they're going to bring hats to the box, you need to. So you would want to try to handle it with a seventh guy, like I was talking about, with tight ends taking D-gap now. You know, right. but linemen, we're always going to take CF, CF, no matter what we're doing, whether it's the man slide, slide, true man, all that, you know? Right. I've been on a team where when they slid, so let's say they're sliding to the left, every lineman had their left leg going that way. So, like, your right, you know, your right tackle when he kick slides, his right, right. leg is back. If he was sliding to the left, his left leg is now back. And it always worried me because to me that's like you're opening up the floodgate. Yes. But but the exactly. the thing said to me was, well, that's the way we want them to go anyway, is to the left. And so my kids even here, they try to do that. And it wasn't at this school, this was a different school. But when I have them slide, they're like, Well, coach, it's hard when my inside leg is there and I'm trying to go this way. If that makes sense. Right. Like if, if you're on the right side, well, you're telling me my left foot should be up, but I'm trying to slide that way. And I'm, That's why you post. I want to post like you teach that jab in boxing. You know what I'm saying? If yeah. my left side foot is up and I'm here, I want to still, like, again, like I was saying, if I'm kick sliding, I want to drive the world away this way. Mm-hmm. If I'm coming back to the left, like you were talking about right there, yeah. I want to drive the world away to the right. You know? And I'm, It's been the best for me. I think that's what you're saying, right? Yeah, yeah. Because... I think you might have told me this and somebody else. It's how you say things and how it clicks with them. And to 100%. me, and that's what I'm, I look for is how can I say things? 
Because I think I said drive the world away when we were doing – we put in wide zone this year. So that's what I told him. Like you're, you're, you're right. pushing that. I never thought of that with pass protection because I'm, I'm stupid simple. So sometimes I don't think of that stuff of how do I get them to realize like push this way and get in there and jab on the inside and when you right. – only when, only when you slide. Now most of the time when they were married, they didn't care. They were kick sliding. But the times they had to, they just couldn't do what they would. You would see it on film. Their leg would open up. And I'm like – no, right. you open it up, that defense corner is going to see that. You know, I, I teach these things. You saw my guys a second ago. It, it can't be perfect. A lot of times, though, another thing that helps that I've talked about is talking about and asking what they feel and telling them what they should feel. Like, if I want to drive back to the right, uh-huh. I'm going to feel that quad on that outside part of my leg real tight, right? Yeah. I'm going to feel that. I'm going to feel the tension on the inside of my knee. Same thing going when I'm posting down. So if I'm going back this way right here, when I drive down, I'm going to feel that extension of that hip. Mm-hmm. I'm going to feel that knee turning. I ask them what they're feeling on that stuff and make them really aware on all of that. They should always be aware of what they feel to do things. And and I, I say this every time. The, one of the best things I ever heard at a clinic was, if a kid doesn't know what a when a kinesthetic movement, what a movement feels like, they cannot perform it. And it makes perfect sense to me. Because I remember being a player and coaches tell me to do all this stuff and I'm just like, I don't get it. Yeah. But then once I performed it, then I, then I would start getting it, you know? Right. So I, I, I'm big on making sure when they do something good or when they, when they, they make a mistake and, and don't perform a technique properly, I immediately ask him, what did you feel? Is You got to know to do something right. You got to know how it feels to do it wrong. And, it, and you right. know what I'm saying? Right. Again, you're teaching me. Now I'm going to take this in the summer when we get there. Hey, no problem. All right. So here's a, a play action uh, that we do. And we do our play action off inside zone. Uh, we do it like a man slide a lot of times, you know, mm-hmm. and we can do it a bunch of ways. But one of the things that we do, so we talked about we have a man side or like you were saying, a married up side Mm -hmm. and and a gap or a slide side. So if we were to fake, and I think right here we're faking it to the right, you know, the running backs coming to the mesh point, all that stuff. This side right here is going to be the slide side. These are the guys that are going to have gap responsibilities. These are going to be the man guys. Okay. So. And I'm going to explain it a little bit more if I can remember how to erase. Where's my eraser? Oh, I'm silly. I'm I'm on. I forgot where I was was writing. Anyways, so number one down lineman, number two down lineman, A gap, B gap, C gap, and we are three hard steps to it now. We're aggressive on our man slide. Running back is going to get to the mesh point. He's going to settle and he's going to reinsert where he has number one to number two backside right there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and you, and in here it'll show it. Here's where it'll show it right here. Boom! We attack. Running back tries to get back right there. You know. So we know again, trying to influence. This guy, we know we can get some influence out of here. We know we can get some influence like this. We know we can get some influence like that because of the play action if we're selling it properly. 
You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, so that's what we're trying to take advantage of, you know, uh, throwing the little hitch or whatever right here, trying and, and hoping that this guy comes in. You know what I'm saying? Right. If, if that makes sense. Uh, just, you know, reminding that trying to throw things that are based off of what we're trying to do. That's why the inside if this guy's not looking, which you can tell he looked at number two immediately right there, mm -hmm. we want to try to attack to keep him here to hit this on that. But um, that's another day again, Rouse or a different thing. But that's what that's what our uh, one of our play actions look like. Here it is again from the tight. Again, I would much rather more aggressive hats. You know, that it's hard to get them to say it's a trust issue and ability with a lot of linemen that mm – -hmm. Hey, if I get over, and you got to, because if I'm attacking, now I can get pulled. My feet has to be fast and hard, and then I got to get in my pass pro after those three uh, stance, you know what I'm saying, or steps. Right. So this is one of our play actions right here. Oh, you might see it back there. Here. So you can see running back should be shuffling. It should, other than the backside tackle right here, because he's got a lock on right there. He should, this side, where a little bit lower hats, look like the inside zone. You know what I'm saying? Right. So even with that inside shade for that bat, that man guard, he still has to get down there to get him. That's not center, right? Yes, he's right here. He's down. Okay. So, and again, if we were running inside zone, if we were running inside zone, these two would have these two. These two kind of have this two because we would think he'd be coming over the top, right? Right. We got to change it a little bit more, but it's very similar. We're going to, I make sure on all pass pros, it, even the regular ones, we don't bake keep in our hip. So it should be hard hip here, sucking up the air, removing the A gap, right? Right. And I've got, but I'm still just A gap right here. Number one right here, right? Mm -hmm. This guy can't run out of here. You know, this is where a little difference is going to be right here. He's got the inside shade. So he's got to come over and try to get hit because we we talk about um, 90, 50, 10. If I've got an inside shade as an uncovered guy on pass or run like this, if I've got an inside shade, I know I got a 90% chance of taking him. Mm -hmm. If I have a head up, it's 50, 50 because head up a lot of times is when they're going to slant uh, and you create games. And then if he's an outside shade, as the uncovered guy, I've got a 10% chance of getting him. So, you know, he's coming over thinking he's a B-gap defender with the four, but his eyes got to be up and making sure. But he knows he has help backside A-gap. Center should be looking right there right now. You can tell he's checking out, making sure that guy didn't come. Shouldn't have come over as much because he's kind of leaving his, his guard on an island right here. There's no reason to get out of there unless that guy was really – really mm -hmm. showing it immediately right right tackle is going to keep an attack the hardest one is this guy because he is on a true island mm -hmm. and he's trying to sell it right there hard on the number two defender right there running back like i said is reading number one to two uh linebacker to his same side on this so he's here checking that guy to that guy is what the the running back's doing so and you can see because a lot of times when they see this, a lot of linebackers are going to want to to go ahead and fill that open hole right there. Mm -hmm. um, we also tell the running backs, if this guy was to walk all the way up on the line, the fake is off. 
you got to okay. kill the fake because you know you got to go get that guy. Okay. He's man, so he's not going to adjust out to it. And I like the man slide like this better than a full slide in this situation because I'm always going to take and block down Lyman with Lyman. You know, that running back earns his hamburger with, with carrying the ball and catching and stuff. He's still got a pass pro, but I don't want to put him in situations that, that aren't allowing him to be successful, you know? Right. So, but um, any questions on that? No, I don't think so, because I was thinking in my head, like, what we would do, and that becomes – this is the situation where it's a four-man slide. Like, we might be calling a three-man, but then as soon as they line up that way, it's a four-man for right? us. If they were in a 3-3 three, three right here, you know, like just in a true 3-3 three, three stack, right? Mm -hmm. So we know right away, again, center's not going, but what you'll end up with is these two – are going to end up with those two, just like on your inside zone, mm -hmm. even though yeah. it's technically a gap. I mean, this guy could take it. Uh, so you don't want to just tell him that, but just trying to pair it with the, how, you know, the run game would look, you know, he's got anything coming a gap, B gap, C gap. So they're getting hip to hip. They're getting hip to hip. He's off right here. Now the stack backer, would be the number one linebacker for the running back. Mm -hmm. And then the, the, your backside will or whatever would be number two, right? Right. So we still are all okay. We still can account these two with those two, these two with those two, and these two with these two, and if you, that makes sense. And you still, still C-gap, C-gap. Yeah, and you still do if it's a 3-3, three, three, that outside safety walks down. No more play action because he's going to be flying out of there. Correct. If that if that other guy if they're in a three three, and and, and an outside guy walked down, I would also I would always if I'm running against the three three, and I'm running some kind of play action like this, I'm going to make sure I have my hot or my quick uh, that's off of that because again now that's my kind of the seventh rusher. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Right. You know. And so you can you can really block him with your route, uh, depending on what side it would be. Again, yes, you are right though, because running back would go all the way out to three. Now we would treat that, but he would walk up, fakes off, take him. If he walked up to the other side, my tackle because he's on a uh, a gap side on a slide side. If they walked up and they were like this, he could kick out, right? Mm -hmm. And now, and it turns into more of a man deal because the guard, I mean, the center's really got more B gap. See, you know, we've all kicked out one more gap, you know. Right. We call a fan in that, like, hey, we got to go an yeah, extra fan, one. Kick, yeah, ABC, yeah. you know. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm stupid simple, so it was like fan. Cause oh, I hear you. We have to go out that far. Yeah, you got to fan it. You're dang right, you know. Uh, were there any other other protections you want to look at? I think we may have some sprint out on here. We didn't really do much else. Like I said, we had a quarterback that hadn't really played it much. Um, I can show you our play action off of the wide zone, which is a little tougher to do, a little bit more on it, but it's still the same responsibilities now we're allowing he's got c gap off to this side 
You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah. He's got C, yeah. And then we're still trying to man it and get everything. So the backside right there, you can see backside tight end. We keep in on that. He's going to take the backside. So we would be full slide to this side trying to get the, the, the sell. And I would really like these guys to get lower. Um, you know, it's hard to get them to understand. But we got to try to bite. But, again, it's still just a man slide protection off of it. Uh, running back should carry out his fake a little bit better. Um, and then making sure he's asserting. So you got that also. And any questions on that? It's the same rule. So, yeah, because I was thinking. So when you're calling your play action, you're you're calling like wide zone play action, but call the slide up front. So that way it's just giving. But it's still the man slide right. type deal. So we have a call for it. You know, right? Whether we're going right or left, so the linemen know which side is going to be more man and which one's going to be more left. You know. Right. Uh, usually on that one, we are going to call the slide side with the back now because we uh, running it from the pistol, which I'm a big fan on the wide zone running from the pistol. Uh, I want that full coming down Adam look, you know, really trying to, I'm really, really trying to suck up that play side safety uh, and outside linebacker usually when I'm doing it. Yeah, because we did when we play action at run game, I had to fake the run game. So if it was wide right. zone, we're running wide zone steps, but then we have to turn into a pass protection, which I ki I'm kicking myself for a little bit now because looking back at it, I was like that was hard for them. Like, oh yeah, wide zone, I'm turning and running, and then like one, two, and then have to turn to a kick slide. Yeah, it's tough. That's real tough to do stuff like that. You know, it's always you, you got to find that happy medium with it. Yeah, I, uh, this is do what now. I'm sorry. I was just saying I'm kicking my. I after the season, I was kicking myself as we oh, went yeah. along, and I do that all the time. I mean, every year I kick myself on certain things. I think that's as a coach, you got to. You know, I mean, uh, you got to grow. That it's always important to to take a look back at, um, you know, your whole season. Uh, as offense coordinator, what I've had my staff do. Um, position coaches is right now we're meeting once a week and this next week when we meet they're going to come up uh tell me where their um deficiency were you know where they need to improve how they're going to drill it what they you know how you know i want to hear them say what they're teaching them and all that so i'll go through each position and make sure those coaches are um aware of what they were bad at you know, or not they're bad at or you know what their players weren't uh, executing as as efficiently efficiently as we want. You know, right? And, and I've watched it all before this point and gone through. So I have a I have my ideas as it is, and hopefully they kind of match. And and I hope they that I miss stuff and they see something. Um, big on making sure. Um, you know, and I think as a coordinator, you got to you got to wear that hat as a manager uh, and make sure you're coaching staff up i'm real lucky i got great 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 coaches uh like i was saying um quarterback coach uh reed millard uh played at, at the college level He's really super knowledgeable guy uh jeremiah garcia a uh, wide receiver coach um great wide receiver coach uh has records at his high school high school from catching and stuff and then and then reed bradley the, the um assistant o-line and, and wise h's uh did a great job was a great Offensive lineman here. He's a hometown guy. Also, I've been real lucky. Um, those guys work their tails off and 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 deal with my craziness. So <laughs> appreciate those guys a lot. 
if you want, if you got time, I mean, I can go over one more and go sprint out, coach, or uh, if if you're ready to cut it off, we can cut it off. But I can go over sprint out if you. Oh want yeah, that. keep going. I'm on your time. We're not on my Better time. Work. Um, so sprint out, uh, either going right or left, as always, everything. Um, sprint out for the lineman is going to be like this. So place side, like right here, we are sprinting out to the left right here. If a tight end's attached to the box, uh, now I say this is make sure it was point of season. Yep. I don't like how he's doing that at all, but we, we changed it halfway through where if the tight end's attached, mm -hmm. he's attacking. And this is like the play side center uh, halfway again. Of course, he's always in between play side guard, play side tackle, tight end. They are running like a true outside zone. They want to reach. We just aren't going downfield. Okay. So we're attacking outside shoulder. Most important blocks on sprint out protection are going to be whoever your in man line of scrimmage is. Like right here, the tight end should be really attacking his outside shoulder. And your running back has got to attack like this. Mm -hmm. If he takes this path and he's passive, he's going to get pushed back into the quarterback. Right. Right. So these guys are reaching. If this guy can't reach in three steps, then I turn back and I'm still backpedaling. Guards the same way. I'm reaching. If I haven't reached anybody in three steps, I turn back and then I'm going to be backpedaling, setting the fight. Center's the same way. Reach and then turn back. Now this is where it gets a little different. Backside guard. Three hard steps. If I have an immediate backside A-gap threat, i got to stay on it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I've got to sit there and stay on it if I know I don't have any help from the center or whatever. Once, if he hasn't reached anybody or made contact, he's going to get depth, and he's going to be ideally even with a center, but deeper, like one man deeper than him. Tackle, backside tackle, three hard steps, deeper than the guard. If we're leaving this guy in, three hard steps, backside tackle right here. So the idea is I want to make sure as my quarterback's coming out, there's nothing in his face. So we want to be into the line of scrimmage, be aggressive on the front side, right? Right. And that he knows that he's not going to get chased down from behind. If you just turn back like old school straight turn back, this guy can run a hoop mm -hmm. and make it. But if I sit there and all run and get deeper, you can tell how much deeper the loop has gotten right there. So let's take a peep and see if we did anything I just coached up right there. Not bad. You know, we should be way more aggressive play side. Tackle's confused because he's really thinking um, that the guards got help, but what he he didn't do a good job right here in noticing the guard had to help with uh, that both linebackers ended up backside, right? Right. So should be down, but you can see the depth, okay? Backside tackle right here kind of causes a problem, but you can see because of – Attacking play side and getting depth, even a free runner isn't able to normally get here. And this is uh, Decatur right here who uh, lost in the semifinals this year. A great team, um, really good team. We played them twice this year, um, but they were a good team. Let's see. Hopefully this is another one. This is sprint out. Yep. So here we go, another sprint out. Okay. Again, play side, a little bit better job. You can see, I, I dig, I'm a, 
I would prefer my backside to get more depth over here. But the play side, it's a good job by the play side tech other than when he got beat late. Okay. And I would prefer my running back to attack a little bit mm -hmm. more. The tackle's taught. If I can touch it, I can reach it and I block it. I don't, I'm not responsible for overhang. The running back has to get the overhang. Right. He is aiming for the outside of his body. I want to be attacking right there, tagging that outside. I, I wish we could still cut like that, but um, it's making it even harder in us in Texas for when and where we can cut. And they don't like it really outside the box anymore. So ideally, if you can cut, I would attack and cut the outside leg with that guy. But I don't think um, really we can do that anymore. Try to get away with it. The refs just seem to be adamant about it, you know. Um, but they can't be passive, really. And, again, this is a freshman. This is week two. Um, so it's not the perfect, not the best example. Is this a sprint out? Let's see if I can get one more. That's not going to be a sprint out. I'm back to the top. Yeah, you guys are adopting the Illinois rule. We can never cut outside the box. Oh, man, it's terrible, man. I, w I wanted to be back in the good old days where we could cut. Even when I was in high school. Right, right here. We should be more aggressive. Play side. We're running. Okay. Uh, no matter what protection, as a lineman, I really want my butt to point to the quarterback. So if the quarterback's out there, I want my butt to point to the quarterback, right? Because at least if I get beat and my hips are in between the defender and the quarterback, I give myself a chance right here. Right. This is our one to the right. Play side is, again, should be more into the line, but you can see the back pedal out of the back side right there. And, again, there's a good example of why the back should not just be floating out there. See how much the quarterback has to pull off now? Right. Whereas if the back attacks his outside, okay, the quarterback can either get outside of it and run, which is, uh, you know, why I called it down here is that I was either hoping that we would attack, he could get outside, they're in coverage, he goes scores, or um, he can still not have to pull off that throw right there. Right. And he gets his, his hip squared to the guy. I like your sprint out stuff better than mine, so I'm probably going to use it. Not a problem. Uh, I'm, I, I think sprint outs are good. Sprint out protections are always good whenever you uh, – let me see if I can get a good one. This might be a good one. If you're getting a lot of pressure inside, you can run outside. You know, they're bringing inside linebackers causing a lot of problems with that. Uh, you, can, you can create a lot of problems. Right. Running back, again, too flat. These are early in the season again. Um. Ideally, we want to run and attack outside shoulders. Things always look worse in the spring than they do in the fall, man. And I'm, <laughs> I'm mad I didn't have better clips for you. I feel like a bad old line coach right now. I'm telling you all these things. I'm not seeing all of it translate, but, you know, you know how that goes. Right. Um, well, we'll blame the running back there. It's not the old line. Well, you know, my place <laughs> I tackle. I, I want these guys. See how the, the guard right here or tackle? Who's this? I'm going to tackle. My guard. See how he's just shuffling? We should be running. Right. Quarterback's running. We got to run. Okay? And, again, what we're trying to do is build a pocket. So, if the quarterback's out here, we are building a pocket like this and running with him. Right. You know, that's how our pocket is. End of the line, set in depth. We've got to stay with him right there. You know, we've got to make sure. And, and when we're thinking that, when I introduce all pass pro, I'm telling that guy – um, 
you know, that's make sure we understand where the quarterback is. When I teach pass pro, I'm trying to say, right. I, I make sure they know that. So, but those are our main protections, you know, um, that's what we did this year was the play, uh, play action off of uh, our zone plays, our, our man slide. We didn't really do a full slide, but you can do that uh, in our sprint out. And then the only other one there is, is uh, a true man, which is just like the man slide, but both sides have man rules. Mm-hmm. I mean, center's got zero. Uh, both guards have number one down linemen. Both tackles have number two. If I'm uncovered, if I'm uncovered, I haven't done it in a while. I just said wrong, wrong, wrong. If I'm covered, I'm married. If I'm uncovered, now I'm either having a dual read one to two on the outside, or um, now I'm always going to go read with the coverage. Shows you how long I've done man. <laughs> I can draw that up real quick if you want it. Sure, because I was think because if we see a three three and my guards are uncovered and our pocket protection, they're right. uncovered. I tell them, okay, you're kick sliding, looking for outside backers to come around, so you go pick them up. If I was running a true man protection versus a 3-3, this is how I would do it right here. Excuse my childish handwriting and purple magenta color there. <laughs> my daughter must have been on before. All right. So covered right now is the center and tackles right there. So they're going to marry up. He knows if I'm covered on man right here, covered on man. Covered on man. Uncovered is going to have number one to two to his. I drew up a three, four, and I told you. I'll do a three, three in a second. I'm sorry, Coach. No, it's all This good. guy's one to two. Now, in a three down, whether it's three, three, or three, four, these guards are going to want to both negative set because the problems with the true man protection is some kind of cross dog like this, mm-hmm. right? You know, so we both need to come down to make sure because if a guy goes away, I'm thinking somebody's coming back, you know? Right. So now if I was doing a 3-3, up front, the, the, the only difference, get off my racer. There we go. All right, Sam, Mike, Will. Now, again, number one is now the Mike. So both guards are going to be looking at number one. Number two is the the Sam and the Will on this. So they're both coming down looking at this guy because, you know, again, I don't know who's got what gap. I wouldn't – three, three stack, I wouldn't really do a man protection. It, it can – they can create some problems because the – the complete uncertainty of who's got what gap. You know what I'm saying? Right. You could get NCAA blitz out there where they're doing something long sticking him, bringing it like this, and and you can cause some problems in in, in a three three uh, uh, like that. Uh, but they're going to squeeze down if if a guy walks up. Now we're going to treat that as covered again. So. If the Sam walked up out here, Sam walked up out here and he's a, uh, he's moved inside, okay, we're going to treat both as covered right there. 
Okay, and now we know that we're still one to two. The one thing that you can't do in the center, and it would be a week-to-week -week deal, you can't double uh, fan it. Uh, you can't, if this wheel was to walk up, mm -hmm. you can't kick both because now you've really opened up the middle right there. You know, that's, man protection is, is I don't run it much. I haven't ran it in one, two, three, four, five years probably because three downs, it really caused problems. If it was a four down, guards and tackles are married up. They're covered. Center's reading backside to play side um, because I want to make sure that I take care of quarterback on the backside first. So Yeah, I made that mistake of double fanning during the COVID year, I think it yeah, was. Double fanning can I put all the pressure on my center. I trusted my center. Like, you're one-on-one. -on -one. If a guy comes running through, running back should pick him up is what I was thinking. But then we double fan. If that nose beat us and the linebacker came through, we were screwed. Right. And so now it was more of, hey, we're going to be pocket, but the running back has to kind of pick that up. Or or a school I was at, we kind of looked inside, but the guards were in. If he came around, the guard would go pick him up. So it was really like they were pulling to go pick that guy up. Right. And – um, but again, like it just put a lot of pressure on the center. If you have a great center, it don't matter. He could do it one on one. Well, but, but then again, you say that. But if they double fold, who's gonna in, in your back and get the mic? If they bring some kind of safety and mic, or mainly the three four mm -hmm. is where on the double fan it can cause problems because your center can take the nose. But if they bring both, if they bring seven, obviously you're kind of whipped. But they've walked up their sand and their dog out there. We've mm -hmm. double fanned. The running back can only get one of those, you know? Right. So, I mean, there's a lot of issues. I, I'm, And a lot of people make a living out of it. You know, you're, you're, uh, if I was, if I had to do a man protection, I would have making my five-man protection where the running back, I'm going to have my hot, I'm going to have that guy comes, make sure my running back's blocking him with his route. Um, that's what I would do there. If anybody out there, you know, has to run it, you know, because I've been right. there before. Uh, where your head coach goes, well, we're doing this. And, you know, it's 51% uh, uh, head coaches have 51% decision on a 100% on a buy-in. You know what I'm saying? They right. they want to take investment, but in the end, if they say it, you got you got to do what they, you know, ask. You got you to be a good soldier. You know, you don't want to sit there and, and go against them. You know, our job as assistant coaches is, is always to be uh, an extension of them, you know. Right. Yeah, because I might get away from it after watching it last year. Last year was the full time of like we're sliding and we're doing this at the same time and just some issues. So I was looking to tweak them all. That's what I've been doing. Basketball oh, yeah. basketball, and tweaking football is what I've been doing. Oh, for sure. And sometimes I'm drawing up basketball plays as I do it. I'm like, well, that's the wrong one. Hold on. Because my, right. my brain is yeah. going. Yeah, it's hard to switch it over, right? I did that during COVID when it was all compacted in the spring. Right. Basketball was calling football plays and vice versa, and I was like, this ain't right. My problem is in the middle of football season, I may randomly call a play, what we called it, like four schools back, and kids look at me because, like, I'll short circuit. And, you know, because that's really – everybody runs somewhat similar deals. But when you – I've been at uh, seven schools in, in, in my 18 years and, uh, uh, you know, seven different ways of calling it and stuff like that. So right. it's hard in the, in the moment, dude. 
Right. Well, Coach, I'm stealing things you did. Like a lot of things you said, I'm stealing them. I had to help. And when I had any other questions on any pass protections or. I don't think so because a lot of it you said before I even asked and like said things of like footwork and stuff like that because and how you say footwork because when I have my football meeting coming up like what are we going to change or, or like what do we have to tweak like what am I going to tweak and right. how am I going to make it easier because I'm supposed to have my whole offensive line coming back they were all juniors great. super great and so like how do I make their life easier because at my school one or two may have to play defense also like they're gonna have to turn around and play defense so how do I tweak it yes and, and that's what I was looking at because we thought we looked at it and we're like pass protection was not the best um and more confusion of like who were they supposed to get um when a guy walked down do we fan this do we not fan this do we stay in like it was all this but my left tackle was also a linebacker if that tells you anything like he had to think right oh yeah no i mean that's i've been moving down from the 6a level here to the 4a we had i had those battles too you know three three of my offensive linemen were two-way guys we had several two-way guys there you know when you're at smaller schools you got to find things that are easy uh, I recommend full slides, again, because I know which gap I have. You you don't have men, you have gaps. If I'm full sliding, allowing the back, take the backside C gap, now wherever they go, you can do it. So if you're facing teams that stun a lot, um, like a 3-3 probably tenderly does, uh, with at least one of those guys trying to get you to guess who the fourth rusher is, um, you can always be sound that. And then – uh, I'm a big fan of the man slide. That's what we do the most. I think uh, it allows for things, even uh, if your back's not staying in. Again, whichever side your back is getting out to, rather than block him with actual protection, mm-hmm. set it up where if that guy comes, he's he's the hot on that. Right. That's probably what I'm going to switch to is no and more. Sprint outs. Sprint outs are great, yeah. too, if you got a quarterback that's a little mobile. Yeah. he w- We have a 6'3", 220-pound guy. But yeah. we got yeah, Jared Lorenzen back there, the he, hefty lefty. He he was a sophomore, broke his collarbone week three, I think. He we ran pin and pull for some reason. He kept the ball and ran and got hit. And we're like, why did you keep the ball? Number one, number two, like know how to get hit. So his junior year this year, he had to like relearn how to play. So if we can get him to run, he's a load. Like, right? Yeah, no joke. Uh, sure. baseball kid, like trying to get him to run. So, I mean, yeah, he's legit 6'3". Oh, he's a baseball kid. I mean, he should be able to get out. That's that, I love baseball players, man. Those those guys are athletes. Well, unless they think they just want to play baseball and that's – Yeah, yeah. If they're just – you can't have any kid that's toes are just half in. You know what I'm saying? That's an Illinois thing. It's all over the place. They're, they're like, I'm just a baseball kid. Okay. Well, that's all over, yeah. Yeah, select, select baseball is such a great thing. You know, they really – you know, helped out everybody in sports, right? You know, it's like baseball. I mean, they promote sharing and, yeah. you know, not overusing kids and all sorts of stuff. Well, to end it, like the, where I coach baseball at, I had three kids as freshmen have Tommy John surgery already. Three of them. As, yeah. People are ridiculous, man. No, no kid was meant to play baseball year round, you know? No. Play all the sports. Look at any of those professional athletes. How many of those guys were single sports? It's not many. Not no. many percentage-wise, you know, it's only going to help them develop, you know. There's right. no reason for winter ball and summer, you know. I mean, I get you want to run a summer league and, and play it in spring, you know. But, but golly, guys, quit abusing kids and 
making them pitch so much and 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 brainwashing them that you to be good you have to do this and i hate to break it to to baseball people and basketball people out there you either got it or you don't son mm-hmm. i'm sorry you are not going to become a major league baseball those guys are the the best some of the best athletes in the world yes major league baseball is to hit a, a 95 mile per hour baseball you're not there's no drills for that you, you got sit or you don't and, right. and so quit thinking that you can train someone into something you know and and if you can you're going to be way better off teaching them what each sport does you know right I, i'm a big advocate for football because i think um for uh young men in the world or or young anyone that wants to understand masculinity i mean it, it is i joked earlier but you know the there are a lot of women out there that feel like they can be a man also. Well, that's fine. Understand that masculinity means you're literally going to get hit at some point and you have to get back up and you have to have an answer. You cannot lay down. You know, that's what being a man, that's what being masculine, not toxic masculinity. I think that's a real deal. Also I think masculinity is understanding that you're going to get hit in the face. It's going to hurt. And Oh, well, you have to solve your problems. You have to get up. I think, that's what football teaches. It puts them in a very stressful physical environment where things can go wrong mm-hmm. and there needs to be calculated risk at that age. Okay. For anybody. And, and, and they have to learn how to think and react. Right. You know, well, we're going to end it on that because that's life too. Try to tell that's these kids it. that's life. That's uh, we're going to get hit in the face. And I tell the basketball kids all the time, we're going to get hit in the face. How do we handle it and step back up? That's so. it. That's it. Well, that's co- what '90s basketball was about. Yes, yes. I grew up watching that because I was. My, I'm a '90s kid. I literally watched oh, it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's not what it is now. <laughs> with with LaFlop James, that's what I call. Him. Yeah, I, I've been an offensive lineman my whole life, so it's embarrassing how little basketball I've ever really watched. So. <laughs> I know his name though. I've heard of that guy. I can tell you more shot and disc throwers than basketball throwers. So. Oh yeah, you know way more of that than I do. Even though I coached you for seven years, I don't. You know, oh, that's my other baby. Shot and is my other thing. So. Well, coach, I appreciate you coming on to talk about Anytime. all that um, from your snow day, from your time off today. Um, coach, I appreciate it, guys out there. Thanks for watching or listening. I'll put coach's Twitter in the bio when I put this out there, um, and we'll see you guys next time.